Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host Mozzie, who is a hella tight fella, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go with the euphonic sort of soft E sound. It didn't quite work. Ah, it's okay. How, how you know, <laughs> n- near rhymes, slant rhymes are, are a huge part of, of uh, rap, you know. Lil Wayne does it a lot. He he does a lot of word manipulation. So, you know, if, if, if the greatest do it can... Uh, can make it work then hey i think we can too so today uh, as the intro I probably gave away we're talking about tight ends which i think is usually your favorite yeah i love looking at the tight ends man they're such a great position they block they catch they do it all they don't get paid a whole lot they can add so much to a team and a lot of times they're just psychos <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, they're they're a lot of fun so um, let's kick it off. We're going to be going down our dock, not really in a rank order, just because these guys all have like super tight endy names, <laughs> which <laughs> like as far as like all all name teams goes, like this is an all name class for, for tight ends, I think. Just all like Zach oh, yeah. Koontz, Dalton Kincaid, like Luke Musgrave. These are all just, these names scream tight end. And I would say... Real quick, uh, contrast to other classes, we did 10 like the others, but this one, I think we can agree that all 10 that we evaluated could end up doing stuff, whereas some of the other position groups were like struggling after four or five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, this is is a pretty deep class. I think this is going to be, we've seen some pretty loaded tight end classes going in, but I think this one has a pretty good chance to be one that looks loaded a few years down the line as well. Mm -hmm. So... We'll start off with um, a lot of people's number ones or a lot of people's favorites to go early off the board first. Uh, Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. How you feeling about uh, this guy who almost has a scary name? <laughs> it's really close, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so I like Michael Mayer. I just don't love him like I've seen a lot from other people. There are certain things that he does really well, and there are some things that I question I think the first part that I have to mention is I really, his build is really weird. Mm-hmm. He is super top heavy. Like he's the meme of guy who skips leg day. Uh, his chest is massive. He is the broadest upper body <laughs> and he's like 65% torso. And then he's not like scrawny in the lower half. It's just that his waist is only like 35% of him. <laughs> yeah i thought i said he's built like a buff swimmer was how i put it <laughs> yeah he does he has an interesting build i don't necessarily know and the reason that i'm kind of you know qualifying it is i don't really know if that's good or bad i imagine mm-hmm. as a tight end though you kind of need to have really powerful legs and to be able to get low and i don't think he can get low now he could have powerful legs still but i don't think he can get that low separation you know like a jason kelsey Mm -hmm. in center there 
can get lower than anybody Yeah, that leverage, else. yeah, low man wins, all that. Yep. I don't think he can do that. So he is good at blocking, but he's not amazing. He's not. He's definitely not the best in the class. He does his job, um, which is fine, but he's not like a vicious pancake-you-to-the-earth blocker. And as far as his receiving ability, he's basically reminds me of late-stage Jason Witten, <laughs> which was the end of his career. You're sitting there like, how the fuck did this guy get open? But he is, and then he gets another <laughs> seven-yard third-down completion that, you know, for fantasy, if we're talking fantasy, I don't really like Mayer that much. I think as a general team contributor, he'll be really useful and be the third-down conversion guy. Um, he doesn't get separation. He gets the ball, though. So, like, mm. that's the thing, is he does have the body control to get the to make the catch. He just, he does not get separation. I've got a big head and little arms. <laughs> that his arms are definitely short too. They they look it because of his build, but then looking it up, they aren't super long either. And I think his build is honestly his biggest limitation because like of his like the way he's built, he's got a lot of torso, shorter arms. I think like that's his limitation between you know making because his catch radius isn't super wide. Um, and I think that like limits his blocking technique some. Like it's harder for him to get low, harder for him to extend in the guys. So he has to kind of approach it a little differently, I think. So mm-hmm. if he had like a more like prototypical normal build, like if say you know, say if he were built like I don't know, like any of the, these next few guys on our lists, honestly, um <laughs> then he'd he'd be an easy number one, I think. Like the the mental, the technical is all great with him. And so I like. <laughs> I don't want to say like, oh, he'll be a great coach one day. But I think that like that's like what I get from him is like he fully understands the game and the position, and he's really good at the technical stuff. But the 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 limitation is like his build, and he's not as athletic as some of these guys. That, and that's not to say he's not he like all these guys are great athletes. They're tight ends who are gonna be get drafted in the NFL. Like they're all great athletes. But compared to the rest of the class, he's not quite up to par with all of them. Uh, yeah, I do and think that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. Because he's not like as fast as you wanted to be at his weight quite yet. Um, well, not about quite yet, but in general, I mean, I don't know if we'll get faster. Um, but you you know what you're getting with him, and I think he can contribute pretty early on um, in both aspects of the game, especially like receiving. Just because he's, I think he's gonna contribute like year one as a receiving option. I don't know how much, but I agree. I agree with the light stage, Witten, and I kind of saw some Earth comps too that I like. Yeah, I felt like I needed to qualify that with late-stage Witten because I don't want to project him to be a Hall of Famer. Just the way no. he looks is he doesn't look super fast. Your His his separation leaves a lot to be desired, but he pretty much always makes the catch, mm-hmm. which is still very valuable. Yeah, I, th- I, I think with him versus the next few guys we talk about, um, like Mayer makes a lot of sense uh, if, if it's a team that needs some instant tie-in production whereas like in their window now i think Mm -hmm. yeah i see a lot of him going to the cowboys i think that is a natural fit um even though they have jake ferguson it never hurts to have another guy there Mm -hmm. so next up we've got dalton kincaid who i think we both have as our number one here he's definitely the best receiver i wouldn't say he's my favorite but i think he is for fantasy purposes the most likely to immediately hit the scene uh, mm-hmm. which is rare for a tight end and be used because he's pretty much a big wide out 
Yeah, and he's not like he's not a liability as a blocker. That's the big thing I think. Yes, is where I think like Evan Ingram made us go like, oh no, like if you're a good right. pass catcher or like Mike Gesicki, those guys are like top notch receivers but couldn't block for shit. Yep. But here we've got a guy who's a really good receiver and is fine as a blocker. Yeah, his blocking is fine. It's not great, um, but he does the job when it's mm-hmm. asked of him. It just wasn't asked of him a whole lot. He would line up in the slot. He would line up on the side there, and he would maybe shed. What's the term when you block somebody, but then get quick chip. into the chip block, chip him out there, and mm-hmm. then get right into the uh, receiving game. His receiving though is top notch. I love the way he catches it and his route running. Um, he can get separation. He's very fluid. Great hands. His yak ability is super good as opposed to Mayer, who does not have Yak at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of these guys who just don't have Yak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like Kincaid a lot. My call for him was actually Waller. Again, not to say he's going to be Waller, but he, he reminded me a lot of Waller with his play style. It is, like, how he catches the ball. Because, like, Waller's a really, a really good pass catcher. Like, he's an oversized receiver, more or less, like, with, with, with how he moves. And that's kind of what I got with Kincaid. He's pretty fluid. He's got good hands, and he's got, like, the late hands that I like from pass catchers, and Waller's one of the few tight ends I actually, like, see kind of do that. Um, He's pretty quick, and he, like, accelerates upfield really well. So, like, a lot of that was kind of, I was like, okay, like, I I see, like, the Waller comp kind of because you've got this guy who's a really solid receiver and a fine blocker, but a team, like, a team might want to use another guy to block, but, like, Kincaid can if if needed. But the the big thing is the, the receiving threat. Uh, I do want him to go airborne a little less often. I, uh, I saw him get helicoptered a few too many times for my liking. <laughs> These guys love to fucking hurdle. Like, it's, it's hilarious. Tight ends love to hurdle people. I don't know what it is, but uh, they're it's insane. In I guess blood. that's it. Yeah. They're insane. <laughs> but so, they're yeah. fun insane. They're not like Patrick Bateman psycho. They're like Charlie Day from, you know, it's always sunny psycho. They are they are insane, but it's like golden retriever energy in a way where they yeah know, there's no disregard. Yes, exactly, golden <laughs> retriever energy. They're good boys. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we like Kincaid a lot. Um, next up on our list, we've got Darnell Washington, who was extremely fun to watch. He's so fucking big. This dude is a monster. Holy fuck! He's like six seven, two sixty four, and can run like a four five. Mm-hmm. He is also, consequently, and this is the biggest thing for him, he is an absolutely vicious blocker, which is why he's probably my favorite tight end, I would say, in the whole class. If I was personally ranking them, he'd be my favorite, because he is so good at blocking. He can destroy pretty much anybody who's coming after the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Defensive ends, linebackers, it doesn't matter. He is such an asset in the run blocking game, especially. And they didn't use him a whole lot for uh, the receiving game there in Georgia, which is understandable because they definitely ran the ball a lot, Mm -hmm. Um, but he can do it. So he needs some work in the receiving game. He doesn't have a whole lot of route, you know, running as far as I'm aware. He probably didn't have a whole lot of practice with that. Um, And I think he probably needs work in just general tracking and that kind of stuff, but man, he's got such a huge upside. He was so fun to watch. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are they feeding this man? Other tight ends? 
he, he's, <laughs> he's an absolute unit. Like I was just, I was laughing at the start of watching because he's so monstrous. And then I saw him jump over somebody. I'm like, what the fuck? So they wore number zero. Yeah. That's the ultimate swag move there. Um, yep. one random funny thing I saw was Georgia, uh, Someone on their team is named Lad McConkey, and that was hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that, back to Washington. He, the I, I, I could not come up with a comp. The best thing I could think of was just like a much bigger Chigaconquo, but a little more natural at receiving, yeah. sort of. I mean, aside from, you know, just consistency. But Ch- Chig was like a primary like blocker, too, who we found out could also do stuff with the ball in his hands. Um, right. But I think I think Darnell's a little further along in his development than the numbers indicate. Um, his he de- like he needs to develop more. But I think his his route running, while it's a bit limited, I think there was some nuance to some of the stuff he did that was like okay, like this guy like has a very intuitive feel for the game. Mm-hmm. He'll block anybody anywhere. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he's insane. Um, I I was trying to like think about who. So, like, we're thinking, like, career trajectory-wise. Floor outcome, <laughs> I put Mercedes Lewis, because all else fails, you block forever and catch some touchdowns. Yeah, and I think that's really on the, like, on the nose. If he can't catch, which I think he can, um, he'll still be Mercedes Lewis as a blocker, which is huge. I mean, Mercedes Lewis has been in the league for, like, 20 years as just a outstanding line blocker. Yeah, and then if he... If, if he improves like a little bit or doesn't get a whole lot better and doesn't hit the ceiling, I think he's kind of along the lines of like Jermaine Gresham, Martellus Bennett, which I guess had a pretty good career. So maybe I'm selling that like outcome short a bit, but I'll, I don't know if that's worth like a first or an early second, but like that's still like a fine career, a solid option, but his I mean, ceiling is huge. After some of like the top few tackles, he might be the best quote-unquote lineman you could draft <laughs> true <laughs> like and an extra right more. tackle <laughs> honestly yeah like, I'm, I'm curious who decides he's a good fit for them because like the bang like the Bengals need a tight end i'm curious like where they go i'm curious again what the cowboys do there's a lot of teams i think the i think the tight end some of these teams take will tell a lot about like their general philosophy and plan moving forward yeah I agree, and I, that's one reason I love watching the draft, because just a side note, like when if you delve into the corners and find what they're good at, you can kind of figure out what scheme they're trying to run by who they draft, and it's the same with the tight ends, because if they take Darnell Washington, you know they're going to try to run the ball a bit. Yeah, and he's definitely definitely a red zone threat, too, with just how massive he is. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, the, the situation, I think we both kind of have him over Mayer, not like a ton i don't think for me but it one one i mean you you have them too i think i have them too as well um just off of like the upside you get potentially yeah and because it's not i'm not saying like he's he's not like battering like he's he's still fine and can contribute right away now i think but the 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 ceiling's higher so like i think if you if you're fine with you know developing someone and taking a little more risk on and it's not necessarily something you need right away then I, I'm like, okay, Washington makes more sense. But like like I said, mayor, mayor is the option if you're like, we need this now. We don't have time to develop anything like in terms of route running or whatever. It's like, okay, we need help now. This is our window. We've got two years. Darnell, we love you, but we don't know if we've got the the time. Could you imagine if Miami got him? 
That would be fun. I think that he would, would fill a void for them. Because they need some blocking, especially some run blocking help, because it's Mike McDaniels. No, you know he wants to have a good run game to complement the Tua Tyreek Waddle yeah. passing game. They don't have he doesn't have to either. catch a ball until the red zone. And then yeah. it's like now you've got the biggest dude in the NFL <laughs> on your goal line. Yeah, honestly, I like that fit a lot because they, they haven't they don't have big targets at all. Like especially with Gaseki on. Yep. So. If they had a first rounder, I would absolutely oh. <laughs> slot him in there. But we'll see what they do. Uh, rip to that pick. Rip. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Uh, next up, we've got Luke Musgrave, who I said he was like if Joe Mixon were in a tight end body, this is what we'd get. <laughs> he just he he goes down. Yeah, he doesn't break tackles. Like I know he's six six. He, he goes down on first contact. I know it's like we do a lot of shitting on Joe Mixon on this show now. I feel like after last season, just because he just never broke tackles. Yeah, but what he had a good game against Carolina, an awesome game against Carolina, and that was it. Um, anyway, yeah, he, yeah, Musgrave could run routes really well. He gets open. He's get the catch point. He can do well in space as long as that space is green. Um. But yeah, when when there is a tackler, like he he's not getting through it. That's which when we're dissecting a pretty good tight end class, I think that's a pretty big knock. Is like if you can't break a tackle well as a tight end, then yeah. you know what are you doing? Yeah, like at least Mayer, he'll drag people with him. He doesn't go down at the catch point. He doesn't get a whole lot of yak because he's not going to escape people. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Musgrave could probably escape people, but if they're on him, he's going down. Mm-hmm. He can block as well, but it's not really that good. Um, <laughs> it's not horrible. He just didn't do it a whole lot. And there's there's very little tape for 2022 on him because he had injuries. So I didn't really get to see him mm-hmm. like learn or grow or develop. So he's a little bit lower down my list in terms of rankings, even though a lot of people have him ranked pretty high. I do agree that he can bring a lot to an offense, um, but it'll be, I think, more as a receiver than uh, a blocker. Yeah, I saw, as, in terms of, like, an expectation, possibly, would be, like, Gasicki, because, like, yeah. you've got someone who's a good receiver. Gasicki has more yak, though, so, like, you've got someone who's a good receiver. He can do more blocking than Gasicki, but, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty low bar. That's, like, the lowest bar is... Gasicki's blocking, I think. Um, him and Ingram. But yeah, he's I, I'm I'm giving him the the solid not special label. He's he's definitely not my favorite. Um I I will admit he has a lot of upside, but I have a couple red flags with him. For one, it's the injuries. He had a lot of injuries, and mm-hmm. for somebody that went down pretty easily, I don't know what he needs to work on, but he's gotta work on it. Yeah, and I th- I think in a class that is so strong, like Stuff like that is, is important to parse through these guys. So next up, though, we've got Tucker Craft, who went to South Dakota State. He and he and Koontz were a bit tougher to find a ton of, of tape on. But I, I, I liked Craft a pretty decent amount. He I, he was kind of like Vance McDonald or like late stage Gronk style wise. Mm. He really good yak, really good at breaking tackles, thick thighs. Like, dude, yeah. dude. Dude's got the donk. That's what that's what you need in the NFL. Um, yeah, you know Knox, why I like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we like we like the thick guys here. All right, um, need that the, dumpy baby. 
the knock on him is going to be the small school part, but we got like a ton of testing info on him. So like we can, can kind of, we can confirm the tape on what we saw. So that's, that's always huge for these small school guys. I think he adjusts to the catch about as well as you could hope for at his size. Like he can, he's not going to like acrobatically leap through the air and make a crazy catch, but he can, you know, he can jump back to catch the ball. He can adjust decently. I'll say he was dominating his competition, which, you know, is what you want to see here. He's super hard to bring down and he has a lot to his touches. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, catching the ball, running up field in space, or yakking. So, I, I like him in that regard. On his blocking, he stays too upright. Yes. So, he's big and strong. So, he at South Dakota State, he can get away with it. But in the NFL, he'll definitely need to get lower and be quicker to the spots. And I think we both agree he's kind of someone who needs to develop a bit to be an all-around guy. I do think he can contribute some early with his patch catching. But to be an all-around tight end, I, I, I want to see him develop a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, you hit a lot of the points there that I really that I really like. He um my projection for him is that in 3 years he'll be one of the best in the class. <laughs> I really like Tucker Craft in the long run. I think he has a bit of room to grow, but I love his upside. I think um when I was doing comps, you reminded me a lot of like Tyler Eifert. Uh, I was I was looking at different guys like I was thinking of Tyler Croft and then I like looked up Tyler Eifert I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> it might have just been a brain association but it, yeah it, it was it was sort of similar I agree though I hope he has less injuries he didn't have really any in college which is great because um, Eifert was very good and just you know injuries kind of just muddled up his career which happens and that's sad um, but yeah, Tucker Craft is probably like my number five tight end. And I do think he'll sneak into the second round there, even though they technically give him a third round grade. Mm-hmm. I think he'll sneak into the second there. I really like him. He has the raw traits. Um, he's a good blocker, but he's not vicious. He needs to, like you said, learn to get lower. Um, mm-hmm. cause he'll be up against tougher competition where he can't just rely on his strength. And I think he's a threat in the receiving game too. Yeah, I think some NFL-level coaching on his technique will help him a lot. Because, yes. again, not, not not trying to like shit on South Dakota State, but it's, it's South Dakota State. So, like, when you have this guy who's just going to outman everybody else he's playing against, like, you're not as worried about him being super sound. So, I think once he, like, gets that technique, you know, honed in more, he'll be pretty dang good. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I like him a good amount. Plus, go to tight end name. Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. This again, all all name class on tight ends. <laughs> like every single one of these guys sounds like a tight end through and through. <laughs> yep, it's great. Especially our next guy, our next guy, uh, Luke Schoonmaker. Is it Schoon or Shoon? I think it's Schoonmaker, but okay. I, we'll find out during the draft. Because I had been saying Schoonmaker, um, but I heard a lot of people say Schoonmaker, so I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, is it like school but with an N? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Schoon so, man. <laughs> How you feeling about our Michigan product here? Good old Midwestern tight end. I kind of comp him to like my Jake Ferguson from the previous year. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of bad things to say about him. I just don't have anything elite to say about him. I think he's a strong blocker. He finishes through the blocks. He's solid in the passing game, but he's nothing like spectacular. Uh, did a lot of run blocking there at Michigan. It did pretty well for him and that team i think his yak ability leaves a lot to be desired which drops him in the rankings for me but that's kind of like 
like these are really good tight end prospects, so that's yeah. kind of a nitpick that I have to use at some point to differentiate the talent. I think he's got pretty good upside to end up being that mo- probably block first, catch second, but I still think he can catch. He was a weird evaluation for me because I see him block. He's really aggressive with his blocking. He's good at that. And then I see him with the ball in his hands and there's like a disconnect with how he blocks and how he plays with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. So I like when he, as a receiver, I think he kind of plays smaller than he is. I, like he, I think he needs to deliver more punishment because like, and actually try to like take on guys. Cause he tries to like break down like, like receiver does and like cut and juke too often. Like I think he'd be better served, better served getting a bit stronger, like in his bottom half and being more physical. Like I want him to keep his quickness. Cause that's what like makes him a good receiver right now. Mm-hmm. But I think he needs to, Maybe like a mindset shift, which yeah, I think it's a confidence thing. He needs to catch with the same confidence he blocks with. Yeah, and like I know that's a lot to ask for a guy to like shift mindset, but we see it with the blocking, so that's why I'm like, I think I think it's a possibility. So if he can do that, I I, I think that moves him up a lot. But in, until I see that click, I'm a little I'm not gonna say skeptical, but I I, I don't know how how it goes for him compared to the rest of this class. Again, like this, he's good. This, this whole class is pretty solid. With his blocking, it said he's good at that. His his quickness helps him beat guys to the spot, and he seals the edge well. So again, I don't want him to lose his quickness at all. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense for actually the Jets, um, or like Indy, Houston, Vegas. Those all seem like good fits as well. Um, I actually would like Vegas a lot because I think he's a pretty solid fit there. Yeah, um, I like that actually. I like him for Vegas. Yeah, and then uh, I guess it may be Washington, but any team that lacks a tight end and wants to run the ball, that's why I listed those teams out. Um, especially, yeah, like Vegas especially, or like Indy if they need someone who's not just like a massive pass catcher. Um, <laughs> and then one thing I texted you about, I was like, I don't know if they do it because it would probably not be in the first, but I would I would be kind of cool with Cincy going like Charbonnet and Schoonmaker and just adding a huge physical element to their game that they kind of need um and like i think barely getting past baltimore with tyler huntley is a sort of an example you know like baltimore defense was going crazy that game but i think having an actual like physical element that is more than samaj ap right would be beneficial so yeah yeah that, that was Good kind of like western tight end yeah he, any team that's looking to improve the run game i think would, would benefit from having him Next up, we've got Sam Laporta. Dude, every one of these <laughs> these names are wonderful. I um, know, and he's from Iowa. Yeah, oh, even better. He remind, University. Yeah, he reminded me of Dennis Pitta actually. Kind of a Ooh. kind of a deeper cut there. Because um, I was like, he seems like he was on the Ravens in like 2008 or something with his play style. <laughs> um, but I went with Pitta because he's pretty fast and he moves well in space. Um, he's pretty quick, like with that. Adds a lot after the catch. Uh, he breaks tackles super well, and he can get upfield quickly. And that was kind of like where the Pitta comp came in, because Pitta was pretty fast, too. Um, got a good play speed. He's got good route running, and he understands, uh, I think, like the leverage on the field well in terms of like following blockers or when to cut his breaks based on where the other routes are going. And then blocking-wise, I think he's fine, but he definitely needs to get better at his attack angles on it. Um, I do think he's really good, though. I like him a good amount. Yeah, I think he's probably the most well-rounded of the tight ends in terms of he doesn't really do anything poorly. Um, he's kind of good all around. He's good in the passing game. 
he's good at blocking. It's just not like special. It's like he's not a top tier in any asset. I my comp for him that I left out because I didn't do a whole lot of comps for the tight end class was Owen Daniels. Um, yeah, that, that crossed my mind too. <laughs> <laughs> Who I think was on the Ravens, wasn't he? Probably. Uh, he was like Texans, play. Broncos, Ravens. Texans, Broncos. I think. I remember Colts. Texans specifically with the Shaw years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's got a lot of, I like his post catch one of the most. He's yes. got that looseness after the catch. He's really flexible. He's got that, I think they call it the wiggle, where he can mm-hmm. kind of juke people with little steps. I do think he's one of the safer tight ends. Um, he's got really good hands, too. Mm-hmm. Also, with Owen Daniels, he was in Houston most of his career, then one year in Baltimore, one year in Denver, then retired. So, uh, mm. no Indy. I could. I, I feel like I mix up him and uh, Dallas Clark a little bit, weirdly enough. Um <laughs> Yeah, Owen Owen Daniels, pretty good tight end. Yeah, the yeah, Shab's guy for sure. Because um, <laughs> Laporta's a little bit smaller than the rest of these guys, not by much. He's like yeah. six three, and I think Owen Daniels was around there. Yeah, that's part of why I went Pitta too. He was a little on the shorter side, like six three for a tight end is like a weird height. Because when you get to like six two, you're like, oh, like big receiving tight end, and then not big like, but like more of like uh, like Chig, Aaron Hernandez. Um, there's some other like shorter quote unquote guys, and you see like six five plus, and you're like, oh yeah, that type of guy. But when you're like six three, it's like, okay, like what? What's this guy's deal? <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, we like Sam Laporta. I don't think he'll go in the first personally, but I do think he's one of the first in the second round to go. Mm-hmm. And again, a Dennis Pitta comp. I, I mean, I feel, that feels like a pretty big compliment. I don't know. Like, he didn't have a super long career, but he's pretty good, so... He was really good. He had injury yeah. stuff, too. Yeah. So, man, like, this tight end class, I feel like we're all too, like, they're, yeah, they're all solid. They're all solid. It's a lot... It feels a lot more positive than when we were talking about running backs. <laughs> so much more... Po- oh, my God. The running back <laughs> class was kind of a letdown. <sighs> oh, man. It was just all, like, it felt repetitive for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's a good year to need a tight end. Yeah. The, uh... The... the I think, I don't know if I'll say my number 10, but you've got a number 10. He's kind of in that bottom range of the 10. But for for a specific reason of, I think we're going to go with like boom bust on him with Zach Koontz. Uh, old Dominion tight end. Yep. He's definitely boomer bust because he's literally the most athletic tight end to ever test, which is insane. Yeah, like the <laughs> RAS score player profiler like anywhere you look at is going to be like yeah this guy is an absurd athlete it's which is crazy because i was looking at like darnell washington and i'm like how's he number two who's ahead of him and then i got to coos i'm like okay what the fuck so well he's basically the yin and yang of darnell washington because right? <laughs> he's also six seven but as opposed to being a vicious and dominant blocker he's kind of bad at it but he's yeah, a and he's huge like, receiving red zone threat yeah when he said the yin and yang it was just funnier because we also <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yes he he is the like the opposite side of it for sure i'm definitely the uh take the blocker and mold them into the receiver like tight end guy so he fits the opposite profile of that but there's no denying he's got insane upside. 
And I have him ranked 10 out of a class where there's probably like 20 guys, and I think that 10 of them can be good starters. So it's not like horrible. Yeah. He had, I think if he can gain some blocking ability, then we could see the boom come into play because the issue with some of these tight ends who are elite receivers but can't block for shit is like having to leave the field. Um, I think Evan Ingram early on is a good example. Mike Gusecki is a good example. So, because be- being a liability as a blocker when you're a tight end is, is tough to manage because it's like, okay, we'll just put another receiver out there. Like, yep. And with Koontz, I think he adds, he has enough potential to add a lot as a pass catcher that he can overcome that to some extent, but he's got to develop some blocking. He was kind of hard to fight a lot on too. Like it might've just been, oh, they never really wanted him to block. Not that he's like terrible at it. Like, probably like it was kind of like a chicken or egg like do they never ask him to block so he's bad at it is he bad at blocking so they never ask him to like it's kind of hard to tell so yeah but yeah there was it was hard to find tape on him yeah he he's he's an amazing receiving tight end though so if 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 he gets like the chances to capitalize on that he'll be a really good option he has the um the same problem as musgrave right now which is he catches the ball but then he goes down on first contact so he needs to just learn, like, maybe he grew really fast. <laughs> he's one of those guys who was, like, you know, six feet tall, and then all of a sudden he was six seven, but he still plays like he's six feet tall. Mm-hmm. He just has to learn, like, dude, you're huge. You can pancake everybody. It's time to, like, step into that. Yeah. I, uh, again, Old, old Dominion uh, <laughs> didn't really yeah. get asked a lot much. It was kind of hard to tell what, again, what's ability, what was just circumstance so but yeah in terms of raw athleticism holy shit yeah any any team that like doesn't give a shit about the blocking and just wants a great receiver option at tight end then yeah, I, I think, think I he's think a that. great pick for a team in like the fourth or fifth round that already has their designated tight end mm-hmm. and they just want to let him chill and learn and then in year two start getting him more involved yeah, I'm, I'm looking through thinking, like, who would make some sense You know, on like, that. the Giants, they have Waller yeah. or someone. Yeah, that actually makes sense, because, like, after a while, like, I don't know how many years Waller's got left, so. When I was looking through these tight ends, I, I, I had a lot of time thinking, like, I wondered what the Chiefs do. <laughs> because, like, they don't need a tight end right now, but I, I don't know. Like, I have no clue how much longer Kelsey plays, and I think, like, you're better off, you're better off served getting someone like a year or two or like two years earlier than like being a little late on it just so you can keep at Mahomes window steady with talent around him so and that offense is like super tight end heavy so I mean obviously oh, because of Kelsey God, yeah. but even without Kelsey they use other tight ends so yeah they've got what Noah Gray and Blake Bell and, and uh Jody Fortson that's the other one thank you yeah there <laughs> was, I can't remember who it was in here there was someone that I thought made sense for him I don't know if I wrote it down in here but yeah. Oh, actually, it's our next guy. Uh, is it Josh Wiley or Josh Weil? I don't know. So, uh, tight end out of Cincinnati. So he was yeah. the one that I was, and it wasn't because of the Cincinnati thing. Like I know, I know uh, Casey has good success with UC tight ends, <laughs> but I think his height and his like vertical combo and his receiving ability could make him useful for the Chiefs. I think he'd be someone for them to either try to develop more behind Kelsey or just like use in the interim. Like they just love using tight ends. Um, he's pretty quick for his height. Like that's the first thing I noticed. It's and, shocking. 
Yeah, I was I was surprised when he wasn't a basketball player. <laughs> I just he assumed had to he was. Have played at some point because yeah. he's like he's really fast and he's got really good juke moves and you really shouldn't be able to when you're like six seven. Yeah. I think he might be six six and a half or something, but yeah, super tall. He like he he moves and looks like a basketball player. Like he looks faster than his forty time too, which for me is always a good sign. I like when guys play fast. And he also has the inverse of Mayer in that his leg to torso ratio is the opposite. <laughs> He's got like sixty percent leg, forty percent torso. His legs are really long. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was like, he looks like a basketball. Yeah, with that, like with those long legs, he he's not really a huge tackle breaker, and it might partially be because he's got so much light to go after. Yeah, I I think he's pretty dynamic though. If I'm after someone for just receiving, I think I want uh, Wiley more over over Musgrave. So, I think I would too personally, because he's gonna get it. He's got really really good hands. Um, he can also block. Not to the extent of others, but it's generally pretty solid when he has the assignment tackle. He's on it. Uh, I yeah, he's got he's the long legs can be a problem because it makes you easier to bring down. Um, but he's shifty, and if he gets it in space, I think he can actually like juke people out and house it, which is a pretty rare quality to have in your tight end. Yeah, for sure. I, I like in that regard. Like he he can do a lot with screens, given his quickness and how he can follow blockers. Like I I like that aspect of his more than like Musgraves. So when 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 we're down at this area, I think it kind of depends on what you want. I do think he could bulk up more if he wanted to. By the way, like he looked like he had he some room too. on his frame. Yeah, but again, like I don't want him to lose his quickness. Um, also, he has terrible dance moves. Whenever he went to celebrate, his dance moves were horrible. Like, not in, like, a... It was, like, just not enough to be, like, funny horrible. It was just horrible. Oh, no. So Maybe he does need to go to the Chiefs so Kelsey can fill him in a little bit. <laughs> like, hey, if you're going to be here, we got to get those dance moves down, baby. You can't represent UC and KC. <laughs> Yeah, I said I, I I do think he'd be a good fit there, whether or not he's a successor to Kelsey or not. He just actually makes sense for their offense, I think. So he would make sense for I also think like the Chargers because they have Kellen Moore now, and I see him being able to take some deep slants pretty well mm-hmm. um, that they did with Schultz. Do they still have Everett? Uh gosh, I think <laughs> they do. Question mark. Yeah, they do. They do still have Everett. Yeah, I think Washington makes sense, too. I don't know where they're at with Logan Thomas. Like, if they want to keep him long-term or what, like, or how his health is long-term. And yeah. I think they, they need someone big because they, but another, another receivers are that big. So <laughs> I know they got the shorty wide receivers, but they're good. <laughs> yeah. Like Cur- Curtis Samuels, their biggest, their biggest pass catcher aside from Logan Thomas. So they, I think they definitely need some, some, some size in that department. Um, the last guy we've got is Brenton Strange. It sounds like someone in like a Cartoon Network show in like 2012. I feel like I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was on Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> Brenton Strange. Or it's like Ben 10 like sees like a dark mirror and some like evil alter eco comes out and it's Brenton Strange. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> I, uh... he, should, he should get a doctorate. Doesn't have to be medical, <laughs> but then he could be Doctor Strange. 
Oh man, yeah. With with him, my my very quick evaluation is he's a faster Austin Hooper. I I don't know if like when I was watching him, trying to like think of ways to describe his trades. I'm like, I don't think anything besides faster Austin Hooper can do it do it more justice. There you go. Uh, I think that's a fairly decent comp. I think he might be a better blocker than Hooper was coming out though, which I will mm-hmm. say I like Bretton Strange a lot. He's probably my number six five or six tight end there right with tucker Crafton, a little bit more of a i hate to say project but it's at the tight end position you rarely get super, ready made yeah yeah super ready to go guys so i think he is a little bit more year two year three guy um he is a great blocker he's good off the line so his first step there in the receiving game is like top he didn't get a whole lot of opportunities to show his like his route tree so it's kind of unknown but when you're good at blocking you can he's really good at getting separation um and you can catch well like it's gonna fall into place there i it's kind of a gamble but i really like him as an upside player and probably a sneaky later pick guy nice nice sounds so it sounds like you're kind of higher on him than than i am i I don't to say that I don't like him, but what what my comp is Austin Hooper. I've I've had my gripes with Austin Hooper in the past, but <laughs> I, I would say like like Falcons Austin Hooper is what I mean. Mm-hmm. So because because Hooper is receiving solid, but yeah, he's definitely a better blocker than Hooper for sure. And I, I added that in like he he blocks well. I think he blocks big guys really well, but I did see him struggle a little bit with like the faster guys trying to get like side to side to keep him like keep him from just getting past him around him. And right. I, I was looking at like because he's not uh, he's quick acceleration wise off the line, but his like side to side agility isn't like I mean again he's a big tight end it, you don't expect it to always be amazing, but I think I think that's kind of his limiter on the blocking is like getting like to the side enough. So I think with faster guys or maybe some of these like elite pass rushers in the NFL, it might take him a bit of time to acclimate. But in general, I, I think he's a pretty good blocker. Yeah, I think he definitely needs a little bit of coaching. Um, to help him out in some of the more nuanced blocking there that you'll see at the NFL level. I totally agree with that. So that's why I kind of like him a little bit more down the line. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's your immediate going to be amazing guy, but I think in year two or three, he'll be, uh, I just, I like that he gets separation really well. And yeah. I like that he can block and he's got good catching. So I see the pieces there of a future really good tight end yeah and as much as i made fun of austin hooper last year don't get me wrong like faster austin hooper as like a comp for your receiving is is pretty good i think oh yeah so i I, want to clarify that a bit (laughs) i'm not (laughs) trying i'm not trying to shit on him with that i was just trying to give an example when i was watching the their receiving and running style was just super similar i no, i i like it i agree he's also i think he's a good height he's six four He's not so big that he's immobile, but he's also big enough that he, if he gets his form down, he can block with the best. Mm-hmm. But that keeps him a little more agile in the uh, receiving game. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a huge yacker, was he? Like as far as like tackle breaking. No, they didn't. They, they didn't throw to him all that much. Gotcha. But like when you watch the. When you watch the route trees where he wasn't thrown to, you see him getting away from his his coverage pretty well. Mm-hmm. They left a lot on the table with him. <laughs> so yeah, this this sounds like kind of like your, your is is he your sleeper pick pretty much? 
Him and him and uh, Tucker Craft, I think, are my two sleepy guys. Yeah, I, I like think... I like his more mid round, high upside picks. Gotcha. I, I have no clue what uh, their draft capital projection is. I, I've seen more on Tucker Craft in general than Bretton Strange, so he probably goes sooner. But yeah, yeah, they're saying Strange is probably like a round three or four guy, and I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, this 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 is a really good tight end class. Yeah, it's I, gonna I, be fun being able to like watch the draft in the fourth round and still know some of these guys and know <laughs> who gets them. Uh huh. Yeah, having having a lot of tight ends is never bad. Like the Ravens are gonna take, I assume, someone from this group because <laughs> like they've got Mandrews and Likely, but I'm sure they want like someone who can block. I'm sure they'll take. Uh, honestly, maybe they try to get Schoonmaker, so they have someone who can block. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Of the class, who are some of your favorites, if you had to say a few? Yeah, so I, we, I think we agreed on, like, Kincaid and Washington, like, kind of being mm-hmm. our two favorite. Um, I mentioned M- Michael Michael Mayer's the most, like, instant ready. Like, yeah. he's, if you need something right now, he's your guy. After after those three, I, I liked Laporta a lot. I think I think he's probably got both of our number fours, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I liked him a good amount, and then I think my my deeper guy is probably uh, Wile Wiley. I guess I need to know how to say his name. <laughs> I I, li- I liked what he brought to the table as a receiver. I think. Mm-hmm. You big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This 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 is a really really fun awesome class. I'm glad we got such a loaded tight end class because usually usually like you said, there's like a couple guys, and then it's like a real struggle to even get to eight. This year, like we got to ten, and we maybe leaving some guys off. So. Yeah, like there are still, I don't know, one, two, three. There's still like five guys, I think, that are going to get drafted in the mid rounds that we didn't even cover, and that's yeah. fine. They're because the it's a deep class. Yeah, like Whiteheart, Higgins, Mallory, maybe a couple guys who. Yeah, Latu from Alabama, uh-huh. uh, Davis Allen and from Clemson who a lot of people seem to like. I didn't really watch him much, but I'll probably check him out at some point tonight mm-hmm. or tomorrow just to see. Yeah, may, may, maybe one thing we can do is once guys get, like, drafted, if, like, guys we miss get drafted, that could be, like, blog write-up type stuff. I did, um, it's completely in a different vein, but I did look at Jake Hayner after his S2 score leaks, and just because was I was bad? curious. His, he so, he is incredibly accurate like he drops the ball like right where it needs to be but he's got a lot of mechanical issues he does a lot of off balance throws i like his pocket awareness but he's undersized and i think that's probably why he's just not really being talked about he's like six feet tall 207 Mm -hmm. um i think he isn't like a tremendous athlete which is kind of why He's not really getting talked about much and why he's probably falling in the backup territory. But I think he, like, could be, like, a Case Keenum kind of backup. Yeah, so, like, guy who can start for you from time to time. Right. Um, But you don't really want him to be leading your team. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I'll have to go look at him, Jake Hainer. All righty. And maybe based on where he ends up, we'll, we'll add him more on the podcast. Yeah. I, I think I've seen some people mention they really like him. 
Yeah, his uh, a lot of people were just like, oh, he's the Brock Purdy of this class because he's <laughs> going to fall and be really good. I will say he throws with anticipation really well, and he's very accurate. He's just not a super great athlete. Um, he, he's his, more of like uh, 20 years ago, he'd be a top pick, but maybe not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it. So, like, with that, like, type of quarterback. I mean, because, like, okay, I, I haven't watched Hayner yet because, like, Pur- Purdy can – move some like he's not like you know super quick agile but he, he can run more than i think we both thought just based on his college film yeah because i remember watching him and scouting him um and kind of being like he's got some of the best anticipation in the class he's just got stone feet mm-hmm. um, but he definitely so he definitely upped that i guess so. yeah he worked on that that's for sure mm-hmm. so yeah we'll, we'll we'll come back to some info on him but this tight end class man this it's wonderful i'm, sh- I'm sure this was this was a treat for you to do is is tied is tied in your favorite position to to scout? I think so. I love doing it. <laughs> it just it, it it's like uh you get to see the best of both worlds. You get to see a little bit of blocking. You get to see some receiving, and there's a lot of things you can talk about with them because it's a rather versatile position. Mm-hmm. And you you've got like a really good eval history. Like looking back through your your stuff and like i know chig was a guy you're super high on and he's already showing up so the thing with chig which i find so funny is that i had my reports that i was looking at had him as like six feet tall and i was like ah god he's such a good blocker but i don't know if he's tall enough and then i found out that was wrong he's actually like six three or six two Mm -hmm. and i was like okay so he can do it great (laughs) like him a lot more now that's good but (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how he does this year with uh, with Tennessee, but I'm a little worried about Tennessee in general. But that that can be that can be a podcast for next time after <laughs> after the draft. We'll see what they do during the draft. But thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com, on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle, and uh, please you know share this with a friend if you like what we've been dishing out from the prospects. Uh, we're going to be doing more after the draft, and as the season gets here, we'll be pumping them out. So uh, stay tuned and uh, thank you for joining us.